Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today we're recording for the first time on YouTube, so a lot of you guys reached out and said you would prefer watching some of these episodes on YouTube, so we're going to be on YouTube as well. So go check it out, you can just search for Startup Hustle Middle East on YouTube and you should be able to find us. Yep. Hi everyone, it's Mamta and we're also very excited today because we have a very cool guest, his name is Sudit. Um, we met him recently and we couldn't stop talking about startups and the ecosystem so we thought he'd make a perfect guest uh, to the show. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself Sudhir? Sure, thank you guys. Um, so I'm originally from the UK. Um, I've, uh, I've moved here about three years ago and I used to work in a corporate and now I'm doing my own startup here in okay. Dubai. So okay, cool. great. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your background? Mm. Um, you worked on some startups uh, in the UK. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that story. Sure. So I was actually originally born in India, mm -hmm. uh, moved over when I was around seven years old with the family. Um, and I grew up in uh, UK, in London. Um, mm -hmm. Did my graduation there, had a lot of corporate jobs, but my mind was always in the in the startup world. And mm -hmm. I always okay. wanted to start my own business. Okay. So I started a few websites back mm -hmm. in the UK. Uh, and this was a long time ago, maybe 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and then I carried on working and then I moved over here. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, you know what, it's time to follow the dream fully. Okay. Uh, okay. So I've quit and now doing my own thing. Okay. Cool. By the way, if you guys don't know, Sudhap has a really cool company, Digital of Things, right? That's right, yeah. So what they do is they do UX testing mm -hmm. uh, for a lot of big companies in Dubai, by the way. So mm -hmm. uh, anyway, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, I'd like to know about the first first few startups that you started sure yeah, yeah. sure um, so it's always been the digital field which mm -hmm. is good because it kind of plays to what I'm doing now mm -hmm. um, but the first one I started was a wedding website so I was getting married um, and my wife-to-be and I were planning the wedding mm -hmm. and at that time it was using pieces of paper and Excel you know this is before okay. Google Drive and all the collaboration tools that are now yeah. available right. um, and we just found it difficult you know version control was difficult um, mm -hmm. even communication because we were both working so it's mm -hmm. like, have you spoken mm -hmm. to this guy? Have you spoken to a photographer? Have you got a caterer? Mm -hmm. And planning was very, very stressful. Okay. And, it, and it's stressful for the relationship, right? Yeah. Um, so oh, cool. weddings are super stressful <laughs> super stress for the relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think, I think after, like, maybe two meetings, yeah. Sid was like, whatever you, you want to go it. with, yeah. just <laughs> do it. Yeah. I'm not concerned about the tablecloth material. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. and she yeah. wanted me to be involved in each, each and everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I left him She's out. Like, how can you even after. not care about this tablecloth? Yeah. Thing? There's a few Do things. Do you I... even love me? <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, right? There's a few things I cared about, really, you know, really detailed, and yeah. some things I don't give you. Yeah. So yeah. I think you just have to balance and find yeah. what you're right. both good at. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this website I did was um, to connect uh, couples mm -hmm. with suppliers. Okay. And they can plan their whole wedding online, so you can actually. Say I'm gonna have a engagement, a reception, you know, a wedding or a, a mendi party or henna mm -hmm. party, right. and then you can say I want these suppliers, these type of suppliers, mm -hmm. and then you can start planning and choosing and shortlisting suppliers that are already advertising on my website. So nice. basically, it takes away the job of a wedding planner. Correct. Like you don't like really a, need one yeah. because it's like an online wedding planner. Yeah. It's an online wedding planner. Um, yeah. And you can choose the suppliers themselves, and you can see videos of them. You can see, you know, their social feeds, all that kind of stuff. Cool. How was so, it monetized? The suppliers paid you? Yeah, so the, for the couples, it was free. It's really expensive having a wedding. <laughs> so yeah. we, never, we didn't want to charge them, but it was the suppliers and they paid for space okay. on the website. And at that time, I think it was 2008, uh, there was 
the concept of subscriptions mm-hmm. and, and monthly payment that wasn't really there. Okay. Right? Really? No, at that time it was more I would say um just, you know, 6 months I pay for 6 months I pay for a year. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't like a monthly fee or anything like mm. that. Mm-hmm. Um but I did want to get into that. Um but we just charged as you would for advertising in a magazine. Mm-hmm. This okay. is on an online platform. Yeah. yeah. But super targeted. Yeah, exactly. Platform. And it was self-service so the supplier would go on and do everything themselves, upload their details, videos. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I wanted it as a scale, you know. Okay. What is it called by the way? Oh, yeah, it was called Shadi Stress. Nice. <laughs> nice. Advert.com, which is very, very cool. cool. All right, very so cool. for uh, all you guys who don't know Hindi, Shadi means wedding. Wedding, yeah. Wedding in Hindi. Yeah, yeah. so perfect name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah wedding stress. <laughs> so so how did that do? Um it was really good actually. We had really good take up. Um well, I was very young. in business as well right mm-hmm. in startup okay. world and you make mistakes along the way a lot of mistakes sure. as well that yeah. you learn from um and sometimes when you make a mistake um it's kind of you can't change some of the models right mm-hmm. and no. I, i realize now actually that you should pivot very quickly if you mm-hmm. need to yeah but sometimes when you when you're just starting out and it's your first time you get very emotional and you're very attached to sure. the way you're doing things yeah and yeah. i think that affects your your business model but it done really well we had lots of take up lots of suppliers we had uh, you know everything what The issue I had was I was working mm-hmm. uh, my wife was working and we just got married when this okay. was taking off right okay so there's the whole wedding planning stress there was the after you know after marriage <laughs> you you're trying to um enjoy that married time with your wife as well sure. um and the job I had at that time was very very stressful for me is long hours and so you had a job and plus the business plus a new wife plus a new wife <laughs> yeah. so, okay it was uh, so I think okay. uh, what happened is I kind of took my eyes off it Bit, okay. You know, okay. It's just time. It was time, and sure. um, I was just my work was very consuming okay. at that time. It wasn't a easy okay. job, so um, okay. in the end, I just decided, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna leave this for now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you were also part of Slick. Uh, yeah, Slick Store. So Slick store, yeah. uh, because I had the bug of ventures and business, right? right? I could never stay away from it. And mm-hmm. uh, after I stopped Charlie Stress, um, I decided I, I need to do something. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. How long did Charlie Stress last? Oh, I'd say about year and a half, maybe. Okay. Maybe okay. Year, year and a half, yeah. And in the end, mm-hmm. did you recover all the money that you spent? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, was, so overall, the when, yeah. you, when you closed Charlie yeah. Stress, yeah. overall, it was a profitable venture. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say lots of money. Not counting the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just time. Um, yeah, I made the money back. Um, the The main issue was actually... responding to client requests and suppliers that want to mm. you know sign up so that I didn't have time to do and I okay. so I wasn't um you know delivering responsive, responsive. and yeah. I didn't want to carry on in that way you know okay um, right. so that's why but yeah the slick store was uh we wanted to sell luxury phone cases and when okay. I say luxury these are all um around 500 dirhams you know that kind of okay. level okay okay for wow. a case okay, okay. So these are you know wow. good quality like leather or like crystals and things like that and there do is a like market mine? That's nice. That that's, looks expensive. More issues than Vogue. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. audio audio listeners, it says more issues than Vogue. Yes, with, I got it as a gift. So with that, some lips on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it as a gift. Goes to show what my friends think of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Uh, go no, on. So that was uh, that was so we we um we had a niche market because mm-hmm. it was these luxury cases, mm-hmm. and what I thought is that. phones were getting more and more expensive. This is the same time around 2009 10ish. Okay. After the iPhone was launched and things about 2010 11 that type mm. of area. Mm-hmm. And phones were getting very expensive before you had the Nokia's and you had the you know yeah. it was decent price. Yeah. Now the iPhone started coming out, the iPad started coming out 
And I thought, if if people are paying that much for a phone and tablet, mm-hmm. surely they'll pay a bit more for a case mm-hmm. and get sure. a good quality case. Yeah. So that's why I started this this business. And okay. it was a pure e-commerce website. Okay. Um, and it was really good, actually. It, it actually grew very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I launched it, on the second day, I had an order from Spain. Wow. Okay. And that just felt good, you know? It's like, okay, nice. this, is, okay. this is cool. Uh, for two cases. Nice. Um, it took and a, they were like 500 dirhams. Yeah, 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 exactly. And what was your cost on the cases? Um, so I would get it, it depends. I would get a probably about fifty percent margin on it. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. So yeah. the way, what I did is I found the top ten cases for tablets and iPhones, right? The mm-hmm. brands. Mm-hmm. Then I'd reach out to the brands directly. Mm-hmm. Then I said, "Who's your distributor?" or in this region, if there isn't one, who can I speak to in Europe or anywhere else, right. then I'd actually import it in from the distributors. So you were holding inventory? I was holding inventory. Okay. okay. Yeah, it wasn't dropship or anything at that point, it was mm-hmm. just holding it. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, Did that work out for you? Uh, if I had to repeat it, I would do it much more smarter. And again, I was new and in But now there's business, more right? options as now, well, yeah. right? Yeah. Now there's yeah. loads of options out there. Yeah. But at that time, I was... Um, uh, I was just holding everything, so you, that's not smart for cash flow as well. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's all these things that you kind of learn as you as you go through. It's a challenge of doing e-commerce. Mm. I mean, exactly. um, yeah, you, mm. you you try not to hold inventory, but sometimes yeah. you have to because yeah. if you want to be competing yeah. with like yeah. people who do same day delivery, next yeah. day delivery, then yeah. easy returns. It's things a challenge like that. of yeah. how much inventory to keep versus how much you're going to sell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the same um, thing will happen there. Um, I was. Uh, um, um, so it's holding the inventory but um, what happens is when you launch a website you need a big SKU count otherwise yeah. you see a couple of forms yeah. and you're like okay yeah. so you when, need a, a good selection yeah. 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 and this was a husband and wife job now so my wife was involved as well right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and my family as well whoever's there yeah. um, so we used to wrap and do everything in the evenings okay um, um, so it's one so of those, really boots yeah really boots so when it's all yeah. uh, piling up in the, the storage you know all yeah. the phones and everything um, but we we said r- straight from the beginning we're going to be amazing at customer service mm-hmm. so our our kind of uh, ethos was mm-hmm. someone places an order we ship it out same day if we can if not at least early the next day okay. and they get it you know straight away so that was our kind of ethos so that's why we wanted to hold stock I guess okay. your customers as well were high uh, like high the expectations yeah high. so exactly. they're like yeah. I don't want to so wait yeah, for my expensive yeah. phone <laughs> exactly. case yeah right. and it had okay. to be like nicely packaged and things like that as well it's just okay. the, the whole experience right the whole right. experience as well yeah cool so, yeah. so how did it um, end up in the end uh, so I again I um it was taking up a lot of my time, mm-hmm. um, again. Uh, and you were still doing a full-time job. I was still doing a full-time job as well. And how I moved, come you and I moved never houses. quit your full-time <laughs> yeah. job? It, it gets worse, actually. If you look at this business now, uh, in terms of how much I take on, yeah, it gets the story gets even worse. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay, so, okay. Um, so you, so what, do you do two jobs and two businesses yeah, at the just, same I'm time? Yeah, I'm a bit of a workaholic. Okay. It's just yeah. my thing. I, just, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... I really know what you mean. <laughs> I really, really know what you mean. Who's more... Workaholic. More workaholic, probably Mamta, but yeah, wanting to do. <laughs> Actually, we're both like that. We both yeah. want to do lots of things. Yeah, like a variety yeah. of things, right? Yeah. yeah. Same as me. Not yeah. only a variety, but like for me, it's always like trying to do something mm. creative or yeah. trying yeah. to do something. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like I just feel more fulfilled, like when I'm when I'm putting output, like right. creating something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's same. Same as me. Yeah. If someone told me to watch TV. The whole night, you know, for... No, listen, don't get us wrong. We love TV. <laughs> we love Netflix. <laughs> we love TV. We're always, but we are always second screening yeah. when we watch TV. But like just yesterday, 
we were talking to one of our friends and sir was like that sounds like a really good business idea <laughs> should we start should it be and i'm like uh, sure but we need to drop like five other things yeah, then exactly, because our plate is way too full yeah, right now but that business model was really good and yeah. now we're going to review yes it. yes yes you're just going to see it live yes it's <laughs> you'll find out about it yeah. soon yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, um so yeah so tell us um, slick store so you had your job yes we had a job had everything and we were packing everything ourselves and again it was just taking up so much time and at that time i think i was moving houses it was quite there's a lot of going on so was so, it purely online you have to put your credit card and yeah it's purely online there's no physical so no did you find the adoption slow because back then people weren't using credit cards as much uh, or anything no i think it was taking up then in the uk then. i think yeah. it's yeah. yeah by that yeah. time people were comfortable with okay. uh, using you know that we're talking concept. 2011 yeah 2011 2012 that type of it's era. like 7 8 years ago yeah, yeah. i guess people so, were okay in the uk in yeah. the uk over the, here it's different yeah. so yeah 2011 comf- was pretty slow out here yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. no the, over there it was okay we didn't have issues with that you know okay, okay. um but it, it the thing is again we stopped that it's just because we thought okay let's just focus on our career because mm. uh, it, it was taking up a lot of time and mm-hmm. the, the the thing is with those margins by the time you add in the platform fees you had in the advertising fees and whatever mm. you're paying yeah mm. right we just thought we're doing a lot of work and mm. we're not getting you know margin uh, right. or profit but you had a 50% margin initially but then okay. as you then you start paying custom fees then you start you know, the oh, advertising yeah. the ppc that you pay for you know yeah. it kind of all adds up yeah. the overheads and all that kind of stuff even if you are working from home right yeah. it still adds up everything e-commerce is challenging man yeah. you need scale exactly yeah. like you really make it work and sometimes then also it doesn't make sense and yeah. you make you're actually making revenue in other ways yeah. like yeah. not on the sale itself right. but like having brands list on your platform yeah. or something advertising like that. Yeah. But, yeah. but you need a lot of skill for that yeah exactly and at that time amazon was very getting very competitive with pricing Mm. So the products are selling um some of them weren't there but where they are you know it's really mm. hard to compete so then you start bringing your prices down yeah so your margin is squeezed as well right so yeah. um, but it was it, the thing is that business I was so I was gutted to decide okay you know what I'm just going to concentrate on my career because it was actually flourishing it was actually we're getting mm-hmm. lots of orders every day okay. you know um, it was growing it was growing massively it's, it's surprising so, that you say mm-hmm. that you wanted to focus on your career yeah. and didn't think of slick store as mm-hmm. your career because yeah that's that's your career that, that can that be can your be career, career yeah. too so what i think what happened i tell you and i think this is typical of a lot of people in in my situation with the uk and everything mm-hmm. so my dad and uh my family is always on their own business right mm-hmm. and he's always uh, pushing me for the to do business because he think that's the best way so you're right. born with the bug I'm born with inside my genes i think mm-hmm. but what happens is along the way when all those uh, i call them first generation mm-hmm. indians went to the yeah. uk right mm-hmm. they did it for their kids and say give them an education give them a life right mm-hmm. so sure. educate and then they become i don't know a professional or a doctor or a teacher or, yeah. or a respected engineer yeah. or doctors right. preferred yeah, exactly yes. so as i grew up i think we we lost that um um uh, that uh, what do you call it uh, the uh, the the uh, how to say the ambition to do business it's more right. okay we worked hard now we've got a good degree let's get yeah. a good graduate job mm-hmm. you know let's right. have a good corporate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that kind of level right yeah. and remember this is before all the startup world was actually quite um, sexy sexy and glamorous yeah. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is at that time where oh no you have to have a steady job you know yeah. Yeah. that kind of level yeah. so mm-hmm. i think we lost that kind of ambition for it then okay um, sure. so but i didn't realize it was still in me or this mm. startup bug and the whole business mm. bug i think it, you know? it it really never gets out of you i yeah. think my my dad was the same always encouraging yeah. me to yeah. move towards business yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh 
I mean, I, I had a couple of ventures as mm. well, right from like when I was 16 yeah, exactly. and yeah. stuff. But it just, it's something, yeah. it stays with you, like yeah. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I, I never had the bug because my dad always spoke about business in a negative way. Mm. Like, oh, it's so much stress and it's <laughs> yeah. so much ups and downs. So I was like, I want a steady job. and yeah. But but growing up mm. and being part of mm. or, or being involved in the startup ecosystem mm. and I think definitely Sid's influence yeah. as well has been like, yes, I want to do something. something yeah. But I also made the switch to doing something on my own right. really late. Right, exactly. Because I think part of me is still like very risk-averse. No, it's, it's definitely yeah. stressful. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely stressful. It's, yeah. it's definitely very stressful. It's a lot more work, I yeah. think, yeah. than being in a job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. but You're uh, always working. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're working 24 hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, but it's rewarding, right? At the same it's time. rewarding. Yeah, it's super it's rewarding. Yeah. And I think you you dabble in like when you're a startup you dabble in like so many different yeah. fields yeah like you're also the marketing person and you're, you're also, also learning finance, finance. Yeah. Yes. finance, finance. And e-commerce and seo yeah. and ux and everything right yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i think you learn very rapidly I, when yeah. you're yeah. doing a startup yeah it's like a boot camp yeah i completely agree and uh, what happened is uh, going back to rewarding right mm-hmm. it is stressful and everything i remember when i did charlie stress i got my first payment it was the first check Right. Yeah. A client gave, and it was just a, a check with ninety-five pounds. So that's about, let's say, four hundred dirhams, five hundred dirhams, right? Okay. That felt amazing, right? Mm. I was earning more than that in corporate, obviously, right? Yeah. And, yeah. You know, that is, for, at that time it was okay. Yeah. But to make some make five hundred dirhams out of scratch, something that you've done. Yeah, that it's your you idea, your execution. Yeah. Yeah. The first booking we got yeah. on Ajarka.com, we yeah. were like exactly wow. ecstatic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. wow, so yeah. we actually used it to like make a booking yeah. online. Yeah. That's so I've cool. Got it framed there, so like, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, that that feeling rewarding. I could never get over, and it's still yeah. there now for me. You know, yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, early on. I experienced that. Okay. Yeah. So I just thought the reward outweighs the risk. Mm. Sure. So going back to what I was saying, it's. Um, so we, we, we grew up in that corporate environment in the UK, mm-hmm. right? And all my friends and all my family were having jobs. Mm-hmm. And that was the standard thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we just thought, okay, let's follow into that. But my jobs, the, i tell you what the issue was. I think my jobs, I got lucky in having very good jobs very quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the problem is. So yeah. my first job was with IBM, one of the biggest companies in the world, mm-hmm. right? right? So I'm never going to, at 22, 21, I'm never going to say, I'm going to throw it all away to start up something. Yeah. Right? yeah. Do you know what I mean? It could, yeah. It, but if it was a, a smaller company or a bit, mm. sh- you know, uh, unstable job, yeah. then yeah. I would have done it. I would have yeah, exactly. it, right? Sure. But this was like, okay, you've got a good company, you've graduated. Mm. It kind of stops you from yeah. uh, being... <laughs> Sorry. I that's thought it. it was on mute. <laughs> then I put it up again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry I, to interrupt. Yeah. So I think actually having a good corporate job right from when you graduate actually hinders your entrepreneurial dreams. Yeah, it does. Right? Yeah. yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. I was in a similar situation. Yeah. I'm in a similar situation. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. You don't want to give that up, right? Yeah. And as you yeah. get more and more senior and you start earning more and more money, you, then it's even harder. Yeah. It's even yeah. harder to let go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's why it was hard for me to. To just move as right. well, yeah. you know, for mm. sure, because yeah. uh, I was doing quite well right. at work, and mm. you know, I don't know. It's it's nice to think that you have a team mm. supporting you, yeah. right? Suddenly, then and when you're on paycheck. your own, yeah. a steady paycheck for sure. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, suddenly you're on your own, and you have to figure everything out. Yeah. And it's tough. But it's exciting. Easy. It's yeah. super exciting. It's super yeah. exciting. And yeah. when I started doing my websites on the, on the, it was kind of on the side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I didn't do it because it was just I just thought I have I enjoy business I enjoy mm. e-commerce I enjoy digital let me do it for that reason okay. 
I think over the time I realized actually I've got a head for business and mm. I've okay. got a passion for it, right? Mm. And now let's work on it. So when I'm doing my business now, that's like full blown, you know, yeah, uh, yes. committed, and I don't really care about the job and being in a steady income mm. situation. Right. I'm like, yeah. let's just go for it. I believe in myself and I believe in you know, yeah, what I'm yeah. Trying to do. Great. That's so fine. let's talk about your business sure, now. Yeah. So you left the UK. You came here. You yeah. did do a job here. I did a job. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for Emirates. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, um, so I came down for that. Mm-hmm. And an amazing company. An amazing opportunity actually that I had there. Right. Mm. Um, but I always wanted to. Like I said, it went from the hobby mm. to now going for it and said I'm going to do my own business. Right. Mm. This is okay. now. It's like okay, I have the business gene and I recognized it. Yeah. Right. Before it was like let's just do something on side because I'm a workaholic and I need something to pass yeah. the time. In the yeah. It was that level. <laughs> Those okay. websites ten years ago. Okay. Now it's more like okay, I'm good at it. I enjoy it. I have a passion for it. Now I'm really gonna go mm-hmm. do business. Okay. So I, uh, when I came to Emirates uh, and the corporate job in Dubai, I learned a lot about the culture, the market. I built up a big, big network. Mm. And I used all of that to start my own business naturally, yeah. right? Yeah. And, it, and it helped a lot, you know, instead of going straight in. Yeah, um, definitely. I think yeah. I think knowing market sensitivities, yeah. Yeah. Um, knowing the knowledge gaps, yeah. all of yeah. that is something that yeah. you need to figure out before you dive into, dive into yeah. a yeah. market like Middle East, which yeah. is so, like right. we've talked about it as well, yeah. uh, Dubai uh, is very different from Abu Dhabi yeah. and it's very different from Saudi, you yeah, know? Correct, yeah. So, and um, it's, it's, it's a lot about what, who you know and exactly. Yeah, is, all definitely. That. It, it made the transition easier, much yeah. easier. Great. So, yeah, so you were at uh, Emirates mm-hmm. and that helped you grow your network, yeah. that helped you figure out the market, mm-hmm. and then you decided to start your new business yeah. tell us about that sure so it's a digital of things um we've built a usability lab mm-hmm. now what happens is uh, there wasn't one here that is purpose-built for ux and usability testing right mm-hmm. okay um <clears throat> we used to fly to the uk or us if you needed usability mm-hmm. testing mm-hmm. all right for for the layperson who doesn't no, yeah, understand exactly, yeah. what usability testing is could you just explain what it sure, is a little yeah. bit so what yeah. we do uh, and this is actually what our main uh, usp is or our mm-hmm. main uh, value mm-hmm. is we bring in actual customers or actual users mm-hmm. for our clients um and we test uh, a website or an app with mm-hmm. actual customers mm-hmm. now you might think that's quite a simple uh, concept but actually, it's relatively unheard of or unused, especially mm-hmm. in this region, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, mainly because of time and cost. But I find it really fascinating that if you're making a consumer-facing product, right? Let's say you're a company and you've got a website. Mm-hmm. If you don't involve the user, how do you how do you design for it? It's just yeah. it doesn't make sense. Right. And in this region, it's even more um, uh, amplified because there's 200 nationalities here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And if you think about it, all the cultures have different behaviors, different online behaviors, different. Um, habits absolutely and yeah. how do you design for something so diverse mm-hmm. uh, without even talking to the customers or bring yeah. them in? so what we do is we bring in customers into our lab mm-hmm. and we've got like a one-way mirror it's like an fbi mirror right oh, nice. <laughs> okay. so we the clients are watching actual okay. customers mm-hmm. um, and we're recording the audio video um, that we actually record their facial emotions so we've got software that tracks the emotion Mm-hmm. So we can tell if they're happy, they're confused, they're sad, cool. they're angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can tell exactly at what point. So if they're trying to pay for their item or they're browsing for mm-hmm. goods, right? How are they feeling? Yeah. We can mm-hmm. track all that. Uh, we've also got eye tracking so we can see where they're looking on screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the customer knows all this. He knows that uh, they're being recorded, you know, okay. they're watching, it's fine. Mm-hmm. When people know that they're being recorded, mm-hmm. Can, this is something we were discussing yeah, after we, we met you sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, because I was saying that isn't there 
um, a little bit of a filter mm-hmm. when you know you're being recorded. Yeah. Like, doesn't it take a couple of minutes to yeah. get comfortable, sure. or is it picking up like the really subtle nuances mm-hmm. in facial expression, where you know the the slightly raised frown or whatever, mm-hmm. a sli- slightly raised eyebrow is picked up as as something. Yeah, like that's something. So what discussing. I was saying is, it's probably that there's some micro emotion or micro. Yep. Uh, you know, expression on your face mm-hmm. that you can't even control mm-hmm. when you when you're doing something, and I mm-hmm. think that's what you guys pick up. Right? That's what we pick up. The um, the software actually tracks 500 points on the face. Oh wow! Right? Okay. Like, so even small eyebrow raises or lip curls, they call them, or there's there's five there's lots of different things you can do. Okay. Right. Um, and the software will some take all of these points mm-hmm. and summarize it up, and then say, okay. This means that they're angry or they're surprised or they're confused. Okay. Um, so it it's also measures something in on the skin. It's yeah, there's a something called a GSR, okay. galvanic skin response. Okay. okay. Uh, and it's when your hair stand up, you know, yeah. and, and things like that, and heartbeat and pulses. Okay. Um, so people are using this kind of technology now to mm-hmm. understand real user behavior. Okay. Um, so the facial tracking picks up all those kind of things, mm-hmm. the subtle nuances. But going back to what you were saying is. It is a test environment, right? Right. Now, that we're always conscious of. So mm-hmm. if you look at the office, the way we've designed it, it's actually uh, quite smart the way we've done it. So mm-hmm. traditional usability labs around the world, they're very clinicky and hospitally, mm-hmm. right? They've oh, got white no. walls and yeah. a mirror where the, the customer cannot even see at all through. Mm-hmm. So they think okay. someone's watching, but we don't know who. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we knew all this stuff. So we're trying to make it as natural as possible. And what we do, the way we did that is very small, small things, but it adds mm-hmm. up to a lot. Mm-hmm. So number one, we've got glass everywhere. Okay. And even the, so when the testers walk in, they can see the client that is going to okay. be watching them. Okay. And we don't mind. We just say, look, here's a client. We're watching you. We just mm. want to learn and make your experience better. Yeah. Okay. And then we realize actually customers don't mind. They're like, okay, fine. Yeah. They're watching us. That I'm coming in for here for that, right? Yeah. And getting paid for that. And getting paid. So, so they, yeah. they love it. Then what yeah. we do is we, we break the ice very slowly. Mm-hmm. We little things. We have donuts for them. We have mm-hmm. pastries. We have coffee. We give them everything. Make them feel very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our office setup is not a corporate environment, right? Mm-hmm. It has sofas. It has a rug. It has lots of homely features. Okay. okay. Even our observation room. We made it very homely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels like you know they're just at home in a lounge. Yeah. It's casual. Very casual. Yeah. 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 Uh, even our one-way mirror. Um, it's not completely one-way. They can see a like a small shadow. Okay. Okay. Right? Because we don't want to make them feel guess where people are. Yeah. Just say, look, there's someone behind them. Right? Yeah. You can't see them properly, but you can tell they're there. Yeah. So we try and do all these little techniques to make them at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're never going to get the true, true user behavior unless you spy on them. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you're never going to get that. Ever. Yeah. But what we try and do is minimize all that, you know, yeah. by using these Minimize things. the shadiness. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so we try and do that uh, to make it work. Yeah. And people yeah. feel comfortable. They're very open, actually. Yeah. We've had a couple of tests going on last week. Um, and... They knew the client. They knew who the client was, okay. and they were they didn't hold back at okay. all. Okay. Yeah, all the participants. So, <laughs> so this is like a new kind of focus group mm, yeah. testing uh, yeah. using technology. All right, guys. So we're going to do a second part of this episode where we talk about user experience. So stay tuned for that. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and give us a like. We are available on all the podcast formats. So if you want to listen to us on iTunes or Google Podcasts or pretty much any podcast platform, you should be able to find us. If you want to leave us a voice note, you can leave us a voice note on anchor.fm if you have the app. It's super easy. You just click the button and, and record your voice and we will include you in a future episode of Startup Us in the Middle East. And uh, thanks, man. No problem. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.
Happiest moments was when someone repeated my cash phrase no, back to me. Oh, really? Back to me, <laughs> like good. someone I met in person. That's so, amazing. That's when you know. So <laughs> shout out Ajinkya. But <laughs> but yeah, keep on hustling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel too self-conscious with Vidya. Oh my god. 